What's going on? I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, today we're going to talk about sleep. Um, Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey, who is a very wealthy man, very intelligent man. Uh, Steve Harvey made a comment uh, that I saw, and I meant to address this, and I want to address it today. Uh, there's a comment that Steve Harvey made in a motivational speech where he said that rich people don't sleep eight hours a day. He said rich people don't sleep eight hours a day. Um, they just grind, grind, grind. Sometimes they, they pull all-nighters. And I'm going to kind of talk about that a little bit and uh, dispel some myths related to success and sleep. So get comfortable, buck up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black and Answer channel right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we believe in black wealth and black economics, and uh, we talk about black wealth all day, every day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day under one condition. The condition is that we are black first. You ain't got to be black to be here, but we are representing the black community 100%. We do not apologize for any of that. So if you're not black and that offends you, then you should probably get to stepping because this ain't going to work out for you. Uh, anyway, uh, put your B1 in the chat, B1, uh, to let me know that you're black first. Also, let me know what city you're from. Hey, Khabibi. Hey, Shelton. Hey, Max Jerome. Uh, I see you, Abdul. Uh, let's see. I see uh, Killer Legacy Enterprises. Good to see you. All right. So uh, thumbs up, thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up button. Also, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. The notification bell is very important because that's how we can notify you when we go live because, you know, they sometimes try to shadow ban brothers that get too black on the Internet. And also, I want to remind everybody just, you know, there are fake voice walkings accounts out there and I don't want you to get taken. So make sure that if somebody reaches out and they're giving you their WhatsApp number or trying to inbox you, just know that that's not me. I do not do that. But they're on every platform. I cannot stop them. So just watch out for the scammers because they're pretty bad. All right. So uh, so how many of you give me a yes or no mask, a yes or no question? How many of you have heard? Uh, that really great motivational speech from Steve Harvey, where he basically explains that mil that I think he said rich people don't sleep eight hours a day. Give me a yes in the chat if you've ever heard that statement. Uh, Shad from Philly, have you heard that statement? Give me a yes. Uh, Rashawn, uh, have you heard it? D uh, Kibibi from Detroit, uh, had, who's heard that statement? Corey, Corey says yes. Okay. Uh, Janine says yes. Um, give me some more yeses uh, or noes if you haven't heard it. Give me a no. Uh, I want to see how many of you have heard the same thing I heard. It's a really popular viral video. Steve Harvey is a great speaker. Steve Harvey is very motivational. Steve Harvey is very, very rich. And so, uh, you know, that gives some credibility to his advice. He worked very hard to be successful. He's from the old school. Uh, and I, I like that about him. I like the idea that he, but you know, he has certain principles of manhood that I definitely align with. Uh, and he, his goal is to mentor people. And I just respect that, you know, so shout out to Steve Harvey. Even if we disagree on some things, I really think overall he is, um, He's better. He's good for the world. Right. And in his own special way. Now, uh, here's what I want to kind of get into, though. I want to kind of uh, and I'm actually trying to find that quote. This I want to specifically quote Steve in terms of what he said. And then we're going to start from that. All right. So let me see. Here we go. Uh, Steve Harvey. OK, he says rich people don't sleep eight hours a day. That's a third of your life. They but 24 hours in a day. I'm trying to use my Steve Harvey voice. They but 24 hours in a day. You cannot be sleep eight hours a day. So he said that to Oprah Winfrey. And he said that basically, if you're sleeping eight hours a day, you're sleeping away one third of your life. Now, here's what I can agree with. Uh, Steve Harvey is saying, look, you, you got to grind to be successful. Okay, cool. Uh, you can't waste time. 
get it right on. I agree 100%. I mean, in a third of your life, I mean, let's do the math real quick. I'm, 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 I, I taught math, you know, so I should be able to do this math in my head. But let's take eight hours a day. Eight hours a day times seven days in a week is 56 uh, hours in a week. So 56 hours uh, over the course of a 52-week year. Let's see, let's see a rough estimate about what's that? Uh, is that 25, 2,600 hours a year, 2,600 hours a year, it's 26,000 hours in a decade. That's about 100,000 hours uh, over a 40-year period. Or if you uh, if you live to be 70, then you would almost not quite double that, but go to about 170, 180,000 hours. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. I mean, man, how cool would it be if we had that whole 180,000 hours available to grind with? And here's the, here's the scary part. This is one of the reasons why I warn you all about the corporate plantation is uh, with the corporate plantation, you give even more than eight hours a day to the corporate plantation. Like, think about it. If you work eight hours a day, most people don't even work eight hours a day. They work like nine or 10 hours. But let's say you work eight hours a day. You spend one hour getting ready for work and getting to work another hour, get coming home from work. So that's about 10 hours a day. Really, it's more than like more like 12. But let's say it's 10 hours a day, uh, five days a week. That's 50 hours a week, 50 times uh, 52. That's about 2,500 hours a year. That's about 100,000 hours over the course of your life that you spent at a job. Right. So one third of your life you spend in sleep. The other third of your life, at least a third, you're spending at your job. Tell me, are y'all processing what I'm saying? Give me a yes if you get what I'm saying, if you can understand how depressing that is. Just that thought that literally you sell, you know, you're losing a good two-thirds of your life before you even get a chance to even enjoy anything. You spend more time at your job than you spend with your kids. You spend more time at your job than you spend with your spouse. You spend more time at your job than you spend with other black people. You spend more time at your job with those pasty. SOBs who treat you like like the N-word every single day. Uh, because why? Well, because nobody left you an inheritance. Nobody taught you economic literacy. Nobody taught you how to no, nobody started investing for you in the stock market when you were a kid. That so so because if, if that if you if they had, you'd have a quarter million dollars in the bank, which means you could quit that job, but you can't. You can't because people just left you with nothing. This is why financial literacy in the black community is so important. And this is why we ain't, we're not gonna do that to our kids. Give me a yes in the chat before I move on. Give me a yes in the chat if we can agree that we're not going to sell our kids into corporate slavery. Give me a yes in the chat if you promise me that you're going to do your best not to set your kids up for uh, for really the gulag. <laughs> like that's what, the gulag, the corporate concentration camp. That that should be the, the CCC, the corporate concentration camp is where they 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 get you locked down because you ain't got no inheritance, no wealth, no financial literacy, no business, no side hustles, no other streams of income and a pile of student loan debt. Kaboom, you a slave, man. You ain't you you a you are a slave. You're not not Kunta Kente style. Kunta Kente was a different kind of slave. That was a more brutal form of slavery. We know that. Shout out to our ancestors and their sacrifice. But slavery is basically when you can't do what you want to do, right? I know 45-year-old people who have to ask permission to go to the bathroom. Like that's that's gotta be so that's very degrading, right? I'm not making fun of you. It's just it's what it is, right? Our kids don't deserve that. So we're gonna do better. Things like the $5 a day investing plan that I show you for free on my website. Or if you want it in a book, you can actually hold. You can go to Amazon and look up Dr. Boyce Watkins, $5 a day investing plan. You can order that book on Amazon. It's right there. I have, I have other books out there. So feel free to grab any of those books. All right. So 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 we know we, we know how to kind of get away from that. But let's go back to Steve Harvey and this conversation about sleep. See, I used to believe that, too. 
I used to believe I got a you know I had a uh, I got a homeboy who's got a platform called Sleepers for Suckers and I like that title a lot. It's very catchy and uh, and you know what? And I totally understand that point of view. When I was working on my PhD, I was like, man, sleep it, sleep it. You, only fools sleep. You can't be up here sleeping. You got to stay up as long as you can. I was pulling all nighters when I was working on my doctorate. I would study seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day, and I felt guilty for sleeping a full night. I really thought. This is for weak people. This is, you know, this, I'm not going to achieve my goals. What's wrong with me? And I, and I get it, right? I understand that. But then I started noticing a couple of things. When I was in college, I had this job where I would stay up. It was a graveyard shift job. It was a perfect job. It was a university of Kentucky and I worked the front desk and I had lots of crazy stories of drunk, drunk white people coming through the door and they would sign in and, you know, call me the N word or whatever, you know, like that poor little girl, the university of Kentucky who got attacked by the white girl. Cause she was half drunk. Like that was me. I was, I was her 25 years ago. Cause I had that exact same job in that exact same dorm. It went viral. Some of y'all saw it, but anyway, and, uh, and what I noticed was that when I did not get to sleep uh, at least five hours, my, I, I could not get back in sync. Has anybody ever worked a graveyard shift and just noticed how your body feels when you haven't really slept like a certain number of hours? Things just don't work right. I remember noticing, I said, why is are my knees cold? Like my knees would get cold. My nose would be cold. I would sneeze a lot. I would catch colds. I, I just, I, I would sweat for no reason. I didn't understand. I was like, my body feels like I'm just dysregulated. I just don't understand. But, but at the same time, you know, I was a young squirrel trying to get a nut. I was out here trying to hustle, trying to, trying to be somebody in the world. So I was like, okay, I got to fight through it. You got to fight through it. You got to fight through it. And um, my perspective has changed, right? I, I fought through some of it. I achieved a lot of goals. But as time went on, I'm going to tell you the truth. I started getting to the point where I said, man, I, I, I'm not going to miss no sleep over this. I can't do that because when I was missing sleep, I wasn't happy. Um, I felt like absolute shit. It, was, it just wasn't fun. You know, and what fun is it to be successful if you hate your life the entire time? If you're, you're just completely stressed out, your mental health is gone, you're grumpy as hell, you're tired, you're not focused, you're, you know, whatever. Right. So that was my journey in terms of saying, OK, is there a way I can get plenty of sleep? and still be successful. Well, I can proudly tell you that for the last 25 years, I have been, I not only sleep eight hours a night, I take at least one nap every day, maybe two. In fact, if they offered me a job, I kid you, I, I promise, I put this on a stack of everything. I put this on everything. I put it on a stack of Bible. If somebody offered me $20 million a year for to take a job like, let's say I got the, or let's say it's seven, eight million. Let's like Dion, let's say I got the job in Colorado or something, right? Whatever. And, and they, they said, but the only requirement is that you got to come to work every day and you have to miss your afternoon naps and you might have to work with white people every day. Some of whom are going to be pretty nice, but some of whom are going mis- to disrespect you because you're black. I would say absolutely no. Hell to the no. And the reason I wouldn't do it is because one, I want my afternoon nap. Two, I don't want to be a slave. I don't want to be told what to do. I don't work well. Slavery, I'm not fit for slavery. I would get fired on the first week of the job. So, 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 so the point is to say that sleep mattered. And I figured out it mattered just intrinsically. I did not know the science behind it. And I'm actually going to give you guys the science. And I'm going to hopefully convince you, especially any young person that's trying to be successful, that literally not sleeping. I did not know this. My, but after sort of, you know, I married a therapist. And I also have a sister who's a medical doctor, and I did some research on the YouTube streets. And let me just tell you, 
not getting enough enough sleep, it doesn't just make you feel bad. It will actually kill you. It will actually kill you. It will actually kill parts of your body, like stuff like cancer and all that stuff is linked to a lack of sleep because your body is supposed to sleep. Now, before I do all that, if everybody could do me a favor, please hit the thumbs up button, uh, thumbs up, share and subscribe. And uh, my website is boycewalkins.com. And uh, I wanted to mention to you all, Julian Gordon, who is an absolute mastermind at multifamily real estate, is going to join us uh, for uh, an event called the Emancipation Equation. And it's totally free. Uh, if, for anybody that wants to get started in multifamily real estate, Julian is multi, Mr. Multifamily. He's the best on earth at this. He's our dean of real estate in the Black Business School. Uh, he's a brilliant brother. He went to uh, UCLA and I believe he went to Stanford also for grad school. And he's super smart and he's super good. And he controls millions of dollars in real estate. He's going to join us in the Black Business School on Friday. I told you all we bring you all the best of the best for a fraction of the cost. And this event is totally free. So if you'd like to join us on uh, Friday for that event, just go to my website, go to voicewalkins.com. If you're watching on Instagram, you, you can hit the link in the bio. It's totally free. Join and bring your family. Real estate is one of the three, almost like the holy trinity of wealth. There's real estate, stock and, stock and bond investing, and also entrepreneurship. Those are the three things your children should understand before they turn 18. So uh, if you want to bring your kids, and uh, we're going to meet on Friday night at 8 p.m. So uh, join us. Just go to voicewalkins.com and you can join. You can register for free. Okay, so, so here's what um, we want to get. So we're talking about Steve Harvey and this quote about not getting enough sleep. Uh, and a shout out to Steve. Steve is a grinder. He's a hard worker. Uh, but I'm going to challenge this assumption a little bit. And and so so here's um, here's here's one thing I want to read to you guys. Uh, I read if you quickly Google according to the National Institutes of Health, what are some of the effects of a lack of sleep? And as I read each one, I want you to give me a yes in the chat if you know a black person who or a white person. Because uh, you ain't got everybody ain't got to be black. Just so y'all know, we don't hate nobody. We ain't got time to be hating people. Um, if you know somebody who suffers from any of these ailments, okay, y'all ready? Y'all ready? Okay. So according to the National Institutes of Health, sleep deficiency uh, can be associated with heart disease. Give me a yes in the chat if you know any black person who has struggled with heart disease, had a heart attack, uh, you know, whatever, any, you know, I, or. or or maybe even uh, I, well, not stroke. I guess that wouldn't. I don't know if that'd be that could be connected to heart disease. Anybody know a black person struggled with heart disease? Maybe had a heart attack, something like that. Okay, uh, uh, kidney disease. Anybody know a black person has had kidney failure? Give me a yes in the chat if you know a black person whose kidneys did not do what they were supposed to do. Um, I know somebody just this week, a thirty-something-year-old uh, relative of mine, announced that his kidneys have failed, and uh, we're very worried about him. Um. How, how about high blood pressure? Anybody know uh, any black people, anybody in your family, your friends, anybody that is struggling with high blood pressure? That's probably damn near everybody. Half people in this in this chat probably deal with high blood pressure. Um, I've, I've battled with high blood pressure. Okay. Uh, what's the, are, uh, anybody know, give me a yes if you know. These are all associated with sleep deficiency. Okay. This is the, the whole idea like you don't sleep, sleep is for suckers kind of mindset. Okay. So let's see. What's another one? Uh, anybody know a black person struggling with diabetes? Diabetes. Any any uh, diabetes? Uh, anybody anybody know a black person who's got diabetes? <laughs> they probably make about ten billion a year <laughs> selling diabetes medication just to black people alone. Just to black people alone, because <laughs> they got they get you hooked on that sugar early, man. I didn't even know 
until I got older, how, how deeply sugar is linked to cancer. Like that scares me because we've been on that sugar crack pipe since we was, you know, four years old uh, in the projects, drinking that, drinking aunt, aunt so-and-so's delicious Kool-Aid, right? All right. So let's see what else. Uh, give me a yes or no. Uh, obesity. Anybody know any obese black people? Anybody know somebody that struggles with obesity? Uh, or, or if you struggle with it yourself, you can put a yes in the chat. These are all symptoms of a lack of sleep. Uh, does anybody know? Uh, the last one is depression. Does anybody know any black people that struggle with depression? Give me a yes or no. If you or someone you know has struggled with depression or any related mental health issue. Okay. So, so let's circle back. Let's make this like kind of a full circle kind of thing. And, and this is my point. And this and my point is not to sit around and say Steve Harvey is a dummy. I'm not saying Steve Harvey's a dummy. He's not a dummy. He's very smart. He's very smart. But also remember, Steve Harvey is not, he's not a medical doctor. Uh, you got a lot, you got thousands of black medical doctors that you ignore because we listen to the entertainers a little bit too much. I think the entertainers should have their voice for sure. White people put them on a big pedestal and everyone hears them. But remember, you've got millions of really intelligent black people who have a lot of skill that should also be listened to. And and I just will have to stop to draw the line. I, I made D.L. Hughley a little bit upset. I heard he said some things about me on his radio show. I didn't even listen. I don't listen to banter like that. But D.L. got a little bit upset because I said that uh, I don't think D.L. Hughley uh, is qualified necessarily to be a primary spokesperson for Black people on political issues. Now, if we were having Kings of Comedy Part 2, he should be on stage, not any of us, because he's a brilliant comedian. I mean, he's really that good. He's good at what he does. But uh, he's not a diplomat. He's not a political scientist. He's not a, a any of those things. So, so he shouldn't be a primary voice on politics. I get it. His platform is big, and there are some entertainers that want to use their platform for what they feel is the right thing. But unfortunately, uh, they aim for the entertainers because they know the entertainers are not trained at the science. They know the entertainers, are they're, they're not the scholars, they're not the thinkers. So what they'll do is they'll say, if we want to exploit the black community, let's push and mute the voices. Let's censor the scholars and the thinkers. Let's censor the smart people and let's put the, 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 let's put the clowns on top. And when I say clown and I call DL a clown, he has to agree with me because that's what a comedian is. Am I right? I mean, is a comedian similar, not similar to a clown. I mean, that's what you do. You get in front of people and you tell jokes. And that's wonderful when the time is right. But the clown should not be um, the scholar. The clown is not the leader. The clown is not the king. That's Those are two separate responsibilities. And we need to have a little more delegation in our community in order to understand uh, how to move forward. Because we're not moving forward because when Joe Biden says, hmm, I want to have an interview with black people to talk to them about the issues that matter to black people. Well, who do I want to talk to? Well, do, do I want to talk to a, a thinker and a scholar, you know, somebody who's really going to challenge me? No, no, no. I'm going to talk to Cardi B. He interviewed Cardi B. He had an interview with Cardi B and Cardi B was representing the black community, even though she ain't even African-American. And she was doing exactly what you would expect Cardi B to do. She was, you know, asking her little stupid questions because, you know, she's probably scared that they're going to lock her up. You know, like because remember she got those charges over here, poor thing. And so my point is to say at the end of the day, you know, I, you, you got to be real careful about being overly influenced by entertainers because a lot of entertainers will give you bad advice entertainers they give they, they, they give all kinds of they give financial advice they give uh therapy advice they give medical advice 
And when it's the wrong advice and you end up dying or your your life goes you know, to shit because you're listening to the wrong people, well, you have to step back and ask yourself, was I getting advice from the expert or was I getting advice from somebody who just got put on a big platform? Because think about it. Would you ask me, if you're trying to become a professional comedian, would you come and ask me to show you how to be a professional comedian? What would happen if I tried to teach y'all how to be a comedian? I don't know how to be a comedian. That's a difficult, that's tough. That's hard to do. Remember when D.L. Hughley was on uh, Fresh Prince a long time ago and Will Smith thought anybody could just be a comedian and he went on stage and told a bunch of jokes and, and he totally flopped. Anybody remember that? Anybody remember that episode? And D.L. came in and showed him how to do it and said, this ain't just this ain't just something you could just wake up out, roll out of bed and do. And that gave me respect for what he does. So I respect the, the, the skill it takes to go tell jokes and to be a comedian. So I, so it is with as much respect as I might have for him, he needs to have that same respect for people that are dealing with serious political issues in the black community. Malcolm X talked about this. Malcolm X years ago, he has a, a speech where he was saying that they always want to grab the entertainers and the clowns to represent the black community. And then you wonder why there is no progress. Well, because unfortunately, they're not necessarily hip to exactly how things work. So the ideal scenario, and I'm going to go back to the Steve Harvey thing, but this is really just me giving you all stream of consciousness. I have to be honest. I can't sit here and lie. I know sometimes I talk and I offend people, but I can't worry about that right now. But I remember the best example I saw of an entertainer using their platform in an appropriate way was when Ice Cube went and wrote his contract for Black America. And when I first saw it, I said... Oh, here we go. Let's see. Okay, another entertainer thinking they're going to lead the black community. Let's see what he has to say. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, we need to do blah, blah, blah. Whoa, this is good. Whoa, this contains really good science. And this, Wow, these are really excellent recommendations. And then I find out that what Ice Cube did, and I give him so much credit for this, is he consulted with experts in the black community. He said, okay, I understand this rap game. They put me out on top on, on this perch. But I'm not supposed to be out here by myself. I, I need to get back by people that know what they're talking about. So when Ice Cube would go talk to people, there were a couple of times we would talk and I'd say, OK, here's the topic that you really need to pay attention to. This is what the people are actually saying. This is what matters to people right now. Make sure you understand the difference between this and this. And then he go and use his platform and literally lay it out in a beautiful way. And I would say that is so great. That is so awesome. You know, so 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 entertainers can play a role, but they don't need to take over the whole game because when they do, they mess things up. They destroy entire movements. Nick Cannon came out and tried to get super gangster with the Jewish community and they slapped him up like a little punk. They broke him down into little pieces in front of everybody. They butt broke him and completely undermined a massive movement because he didn't understand the difference between talking about it and actually being about it. And he didn't understand the difference between talking tough and being willing to make the sacrifice. The community is full of people who are marginalized and okay with that, who don't, who aren't, who aren't getting the money that they could be getting because they've accepted the fact that they are really in this with both feet. And then you have people that want to kind of be in it with one foot. This is not a battle for the faint of heart. When you're talking about really trying to uh, elevate a community, it requires a long-term commitment. Period. Okay, so let me get back to it. I didn't mean to go on that little tangent, but I had to share this idea, and I want to just sort of uh, give you guys an honest stream of consciousness here. 
Do me a favor. If you could hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, uh, share, subscribe. Make sure you hit the notification bell. My Instagram is The Real Voice Watkins. I want to say hi to everybody on Instagram. And uh, also, I, my book is actually out now. It's called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. I've been working on this book for a couple of years, and this is designed specifically for those that want to build empires within their families. It is 10 simple rules, 10 simple commandments that can be applied that will turn your family into an economic behemoth within a generation. It talks about basically how to be what I call gang affiliated. In order to be economically successful, you must find your economic gang, your economic family, your clique, your tribe, whatever it is. You have to operate on code. You have to have standards of behavior. That means you got to confront certain behavior like making a bunch of babies and not taking care of them, borrowing money from your relatives and not paying it back. You can't do that. You have to deal with people that want to be dead weight on the family. You got to deal with a lack of commitment to educational progress. You have to deal with a lack of commitment to economic intelligence. We have to deal with all these things. So this book gives you a simple blueprint. It's designed to be easy to read. It's not, it's, it's what, uh, 200, how many pages is this book? About, about, it's not even 200 pages, literally. So uh, feel free to go take a look. It's out on Amazon. Or if you want to just go to my website, uh, drvoicebooks.com. You can check out all around at drvoicebooks.com. Okay. So let me let me kind of talk about a couple more things with Steve Harvey. We're talking about Steve Harvey's quote about sleep and uh, that rich people don't sleep eight hours a day. And I kind of challenge that a little bit because, you know, I, I'm not going. I, I'm not as rich as Steve Harvey, but I'm not broke. I have a lot of investments and all that. I, I sleep my ass off. I sleep. I sleep. I, this morning I slept eight hours a day, and I'm about to leave y'all and take a nap in a minute. I'm a sleeper because sleep actually wakes my brain up. Sleep makes me feel good about the world. Sleep makes makes sure that when I am up, my time is productive. And one of the rules that I also apply that has really helped me a lot because <clears throat> remember I had to manage. I had to juggle a lot of stuff when I was working on my PhD. They literally will, they'll literally do crazy stuff to you in a PhD program. You have no idea. Like I was literally sitting next to the most brilliant students on earth from China and Russia and all that. So they'll do something like, they'll give you a whole book and be like, you're going to get tested on this book on Friday. Like, or in two days, you got to know everything in this book. And it's not possible sometimes. Like you're just trying to figure out how do I do all this impossible stuff. So, so I understand being under that pressure where you feel like you can't sleep. And, and so one of the things that, that I actually learned to do is um, one thing I do, for example, is I take my day and I break it into these like 20 minute blocks, these 20 minute blocks. And I account for what I do with all my 20 minute blocks. And I, I budget them just like you budget uh, money. Right. I budget. I say, OK, I, I got I got 20 blocks to work with, 20, 20 minute blocks to work with 2020. And I'm going to do 20 things today that are going to uh, improve my life in a certain area. And then what I also do is I limit the things that matter to me. I have five things on a list every year that I make that are the most important things in my life. These are the five things I take care of no matter what. So it might be um, running my business, um, taking care of my health. You know, me and my wife are into a fitness thing. We're trying to really get in shape. So so health is important. Uh, spending time with the kids, you know, you know, little things like that, right? And what happens is I then make a rule. I say anything that's not on this list of five is going to probably get pushed to the side. It's probably going to get pushed to the side. And that's why, for example, if somebody comes up to me with something that's not on my list of five top priorities, then you might be waiting a whole year to get a five minute conversation with me because I'm handling the big things first. I'm making sure that my priorities get handled first. I also know that there's 8,760 hours in a year. Um, I protect my energy like crazy. When I'm working, I turn off my phone. I don't want to hear no buzzes, no beeps, no nothing. I don't I don't let my phones and, and, and social media control me. I go in for a while, I do my thing, and then I shut it off and I go live my life. 
right? So little rules in terms of time management are what will allow you to be successful and productive. I have so many people that think, they think I work my ass and they think I don't stop. They, they're like, doc, do you ever sleep? You never sleep. It's like, yeah, I sleep more than you do. I just know how to automate. I know how to delegate and I know how to manage my time. Like I, when I'm, when I'm in it, I'm in it. When I'm not in it, I'm out, right? That's it. It's not a, you know, a lot of stuff that's just like fluff stuff. Or if I have a meeting, it's like, okay, what is the purpose of this meeting? If if I can't see a purpose of this meeting that helps me achieve one of those five goals, then I'm not doing the meeting. I'm calling my assistant, like, hey, can you take this meeting? Because I ain't got time. I I don't want, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have the time for a 10-minute call because it's gonna be a 30-minute call. And then I'm gonna be pissed off because I had to miss my nap over something that isn't helping me get closer to the final objective. And I play video games. Yeah, somebody said that. Yes, I love it. I play Call of Duty and my son taught me how to play and I'm, I love it and I'm really good at it now. So so, so the point of the matter is to say that that really the most, I learned that, that there are so many valuable resources that you have in your life, we have in our lives that have nothing to do with money. See, we get caught up, we get distracted by the money. I know the, I know the money really well. I'm a professor of money, right? I understand money really deeply. And one of the things I understand about money is that sometimes we give the money too much attention and we forget about the wealth because sometimes the wealth is different from the money. So ultimately in life, there's three general areas of life that measure quality of life, health, wealth, and relationships, health, your physical and mental health, your wealth, which might be income and financial security, let's say, um, and then your relationships with the people that matter to you. Do you have healthy relationships? Are you managing those relationships properly? Are you investing in those relationships? Are you creating proper boundaries? And the more I started thinking that way, the more I realized a couple of things that really helped me align with success in my own personal so-called success. One was most of us as black people need therapy. That's why I started hanging out with therapists. Uh, in the black business school, we created the first ever black financial therapy department it is the first one that i've ever seen i've never seen a university that has a black financial therapy department my wife is the one who inspired me to think about this because as i started talking to her about trauma and triggers and relationship management and all that i said i understand part of the reason the black people are going broke our relationships fall apart you know you got black men murdering black men you got black women that hate black men you got black men that hate black women you got black men that don't want to take care of their kids you got black folks starting businesses and then they end up stabbing each other like, like all kinds of crazy stuff happens and it all links back to trauma it links back to things that happened when you were a kid that just kind of disrupted your view of the world so so my first thought was like okay we all need therapy including me so i do i'm very proud i will openly state that i talk to my therapist all the time because i love having somebody that can look at me from the outside in and say, okay, boys, these are some things we got to work on. Or um, I might be in a conversation and I'll text her and say, I really want to cuss this person out and slap them. Can you help me find a better way to handle this so I don't ruin this relationship? Like that's, we all go through this, right? So if you don't have that outside entity kind of helping you see yourself in a different way, then you're going to keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again. So as a biz, a good business investment for you to make right now, if you have the bread, is get yourself a damn therapist so you can deal with all the crap from your childhood that's making it hard for you to do basic things like get along with your husband well enough for you to build a business together or for you to be able to connect with your kids in an appropriate way or for you to be able to, to start something with other people and make that work. The second thing I realized is that time management is everything. Like the best thing I learned 
when I was in college, I, I, I realized that's when I found that I was pretty good at time management. Um, I started when I was 19 years old and I started by figuring out that there's 167 hours in a week. Is that right? Is that the number? Like 24 times seven, is that 167? Did I get that number? 168, I'm sorry. There's 168 hours in a week, right? So I was trying to figure out how to do well in college because I didn't belong in college. I had terrible grades in high school. And uh, a lot of people will flunk out of college because they would just party and stuff. So I thought that going to the parties would cause me to flunk out. So I didn't want to go to the parties. But then I realized it wasn't the parties that caused people to flunk out. It's that they weren't doing anything in between the parties. Like they would go to the parties and they wouldn't do any studying in between the parties. So, so because I remember doing the math i was like okay there's 168 hours in a week i could sleep eight hours a day that's 56 hours um of sleep time that's 112 hours left if i go to class say 15 hours in a week uh 112 minus 15 is 97 uh, if i work a job for 40 hours a week i work a full-time job by the way full-time job i still got 57 hours left that's 57 hours i can totally waste but that's literally like eight hours a day i could just throw away and like I could sleep, I could watch TV, I could hang with my girlfriend, I could go play basketball, I could do everything. I could go to every single party on campus and still make like still do well in school. I still have fifty seven. I have fifty seven hours to knock out my studying and still live my life, right? So when I when I saw it that way, it, it got me to the point where I started budgeting my time. And that same time budgeting system that I used at 18, 19 years old is the same one I use now. I still use that same type of system. Uh, and, and because once you realize how much time you have available to do all the things you have to do, and then you realize how important it is to shed off the fat, get rid of the, the BS that you're wasting your time on, you'll be amazed at how productive you can be, right? So that time management, time awareness, is just like money management. It's the exact same thing, except time is more valuable than money because once you lose time, you never get it back. Like a lot of y'all feel like, okay, I'm young. I got the rest of my life ahead of me. I'm 25 years old. No, I was 25 too. And then you'll be 35 and then you'll be 45 and then you'll be 55. And what will happen is that time will never go backward. You will never, ever hit an age where you start getting younger. Every every step, every time you move to the next stage in life, people are going to look at you. you one day you're going to hit 35. They're going to start calling you ma'am and sir, and it's going to freak you out. And then you're going to hit 45 and you're going to have adult kids that, that, that act like you, you were never young. And then you're going to hit 55 and then people are going to send you AARP shit in the mail. And you're going to be like, what the hell is this? I'm not supposed to get this. And then you get older. And the next thing you know, people, everybody around you starts dying and getting cancer and stuff like that. And then it's over. Game over. So you can't waste time. You can't waste time. So I'm not one to agree with what Steve Harvey says about not getting sleep. I think that's fine. I think you should sleep as much as you need to sleep until your body tells you to wake up. But where I will get on board with the with the with the hustle energy that I respect Steve Harvey for having is I'm just here to tell you, man, you cannot waste time. You cannot waste time. You can't even waste today. But if you do use time, it's got to be an investment. It's got to be something that's going to help you become more efficient or get closer to that goal that's that matters to you. It, it doesn't have to just be financial. It could just be relating to your kids or whatever. But literally, when I'm thinking about my time, I protect that time. My 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 most valuable resource is not the money in my bank account. And I got a I got a little bit of money in the bank account. I got some I got some money. No, my most valuable resource is my time and my energy and all these things that money cannot buy. So do not put yourself in a position where you're falling for some of this nonsense that's out here. There's a lot of stuff. The inner, I'll give you an example. I'll give you a concrete example. This is me telling you the truth. Do you know how many, do you know how many YouTube videos have been made about me in the last like 10, 12 years? 
do you know how many people have literally, there are people who have built entire YouTube channels basically saying, I hate Boyce Watkins and Boyce Watkins is a bastard. And he's saying things that they don't know nothing about, whatever. Literally, guess how much time I have spent watching any of those videos? I don't even, I don't even watch 30 seconds of it. I don't watch 30 seconds of it. Because number one, I don't want to get triggered. I, you know, if somebody's sitting there telling lies about you, it'll just make you mad. And then number two, I know it's a waste of time. It's drama. It's BS. It's stupid. It's it, okay. You're making your money. Good for you. I'm not even, you know. So, so when I'm on the internet, I'm using the internet to accomplish a goal. I'm either on the internet achieving the goal of figuring out how to run a better business or um, right now, I want to be an airplane pilot. I have that goal. So I'm on the internet watching airplane pilot videos all day so I can be a good pilot and not get killed. Or my goal might be just to relax. I'm a football fan. I watch all the NFL games on YouTube because they condense them to where they're 12 minutes because I don't want to waste time watching a whole football game. That's the only time I'm watching. I'm on the internet. Oh, oh, or watching financial news. I'm keeping up with what's going on in the stock markets and all that because I'm about my investments, my bread and my legacy and taking care of me, my wife and kids. I ain't got time for these fools. I'm not going to sit here and watch some rapper talk about how he shot somebody last week and got 14 babies, mamas. That's not of interest to me. None of that is. So what I would just say to you is figure out who you are, what you want and what matters to you and get a system and a process that really works for you and to hell with the rest of the world. The more you try to become extraordinary, the more you may not fit into certain spaces. And that's OK. To, it's OK to be an alien. It's OK to be a little weird. Just switch your circle a little bit and find other people that are weird like you, weird in the same way, who are high achievers just like you. And they will propel you to do bigger and better things. Don't waste time trying to explain all this to people who just ain't going to quite get it, or who are going to think you're uppity for trying to help them out. All right. So that, that's that's my two cents, man. Um. Uh, by the way, if there's something that you can have for free. If, if this kind of thing interests you, there's actually something I did create a whole life class uh, and it's talk, but, but we decided to make it free because I want everybody to learn this stuff. And it's called blackkeystogreatness.com. And, uh, and, and and there's no price on it. Like it's totally free in the black business school. And literally black keys to greatness is literally kind of a brain dump where I wanted to lay out all my strategies for success uh, because I had a whole system uh, and, and it, it's worked when I was at the University of Kentucky. I was the number one student, black student. I don't know about the white students. I was the number one black student on the campus for four years when I was there. I had the highest grade point average of all the students on campus. And not only did I have the highest GPA, but I worked a full-time job. Sometimes I'd have two jobs. I was always on the basketball court. And I also, um, I would take extra classes. Like I wouldn't just take 15 hours or whatever. I wanted a challenge. So I would take 21 hours, 26 hours, whatever, right? And people didn't understand. Nobody could understand how in the world do you find the time to do all this like and make, make such good grades? And they didn't understand. I figured out the secret to time management. If you get time management mastered and time awareness and consciousness down, you'll blow people away by being incredibly productive and they won't understand how you're doing it. It'll it'll look easy to them. It'll, you'll make it look easy. So learn how to manage your time. That's my uh, message for today. And, uh, and that way you can sleep your eight hours and still be good. Um, you know, no disrespect to Steve Harvey. I like, I like him, you know, uh, for the most part, but that's, that's a piece of advice that I think is not good because I mentioned to you guys earlier, I'll just read them again real quick. Here are the, 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 the symptoms that are linked to sleep deficiency, heart disease, kidney disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, stroke, obesity, and depression. 
I don't want you to have any of those things because you remember life is about health, wealth, and relationships for the most part. If you are so busy on your grind trying to get wealth that you do not take care of your health, then you will lose all your wealth trying to go unsuccessfully get your health back. You won't get it back. Once you're that sick and you're, you're, you're messed up from all these ailments, you ain't going to get it back. They'll just give you a bunch of medication, expensive medication to manage it so that you don't die as quick as you would otherwise. But your quality of life will disappear. You'll never go back to how you felt when you were young and free and 22 years old. So um, so just keep that in mind. Uh, get your sleep. But when you wake up, that 14 hours or whatever you have per day, handle your damn business. <clears throat> Be a grown up. Shut out that bad energy. Stop wasting time with losers. Just walk away from those conversations. Turn off your phone. Stay out of your email and, on, and out of social media until you have the appropriate time. Control all of that. Don't let that stuff control you. That is how you become successful. And that's my two cents. And I appreciate you guys for listening. I hope it helps somebody. All right, guys. So do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up. Share. Subscribe. Uh, if you'd like to join us for the multifamily event, uh, multifamily real estate event on Friday, uh, you can go to BoyceWatkins.com. Uh, it's totally free. Julian Gordon is going to introduce you to multifamily real estate if that's something you want to look into. Uh, it's a great way to uh, generate in, uh, streams of income. Real estate is actually one of the greatest wealth building mechanisms that there are. So if you'd like to join us for free on Friday uh, at 8 p.m., you can go to BoyceWatkins.com. The link is right there at the top. And I uh, hope to see you guys then. So take care. Uh, hit the thumbs up button on your way out. God bless you. And uh, I will see you soon. Have a good day, everybody. Peace.